Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the 25th Amendment. I was going to uh, wait a little bit, but I'm, I'm seeing like more and more articles pop up about it. Um, I've had a few uh, friends here and there that were curious, um, uh, and that's mostly based off of a article that I shared from Fox News, which, of course, as I mentioned before, is just as is just as trashy as CNN and MSNBC and all the others that fall underneath the corporate umbrella. But there was a uh, a rep from uh, North Carolina uh, named Madison Cawthorn, and he's a Republican. And he sent a letter to our vice president begging, begging her to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Biden as our president. And the only reason he stated was over the, uh, the quote unquote crisis in Afghanistan. And since us normal uh, American citizens, citizens, we don't have access to all the all the information and. Um, and and uh, all the data that's collected and shared within our intelligence agencies that we fund with our taxes. So we have to accept the words um, and perspectives given to us, um, usually by known liars, thieves, crooks and degenerates. And we just have to accept it because we don't have a whole lot of other ways um, to get verified information. And I've put verified in quotes as well. So this individual, and he's not the only one, but I will say he's the only one that misspelled her name. <laughs> he misspelled Kamala and uh, kind of switched some of the letters around, and it's Camila, I think it's how he uh, how he spelled it. But anyway, so he 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 throws that out there. He he's he's begging her, please, you know, get get this um, this uh, this this crazy person who's who's his mental faculties are just completely dissipated we got to get him out of there you know and you need to step up and for those who are unfamiliar with the 25th amendment the the focus is on uh section four and uh let me read it word for word here let me see whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as congress may by law provide transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office and not going into um, just the uh, the colossal mess that has been 2021 um, of course, it it can't even li like light a candle to everything that happened in 2020. But it's been it's been pretty chaotic, um, and a lot of uh, predictable outcomes, um, situations that could have been calculated quite easily, and in a lot of cases, they were calculated. The possible outcomes and probabilities, and that information was shared with our leaders, but many of them decided to just ignore it which makes you wonder 
um, how much of it is incompetence and, and, and how much of it is uh, um, corruption and actions that were taken just, just deliberately to get the predictable outcome to, to happen. And the thing that the thing that somewhat bothered me was just you can you can see some of the comments I see it on on, on social media you know when it comes to uh, well in this particular just yeah uh, just yousting the current president just 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 getting them out of there just boom giving them the boot and I see comments and people go on and on you're like oh this this guy's an idiot this guy's a, you know a criminal and he's a this and he's a that and he's he's all these terrible things and you know to the point where now they're begging for this this other person the vice president which is she's as corporate owned as as they as they come with a very sketchy pass and uh path towards success and everyone's pushing and and cheering and jeering and getting excited about the possibility that maybe maybe she might work with uh, the Speaker of the House. Hmm. She might work with the Senate, the Senate Majority Leader and put together a plan, which wouldn't really be that hard to to sell, <laughs> to sell the idea that the uh, president's mental faculties have just completely gone and he can no longer execute his duties as the president of the United States. I mean, I... I could present a strong case <laughs> to, to to meet such an end, but the but another part of it that just cracks me up is just how there are people that still have hope in in the uh, the broken system that still have that delusion that you know once again you know I just decades and decades of this if we just shuffle around the same corrupt people being paid off by the same uh, corporations that have such a stranglehold on everything in this country that somehow things will change. Not taking a minute to just step back and really look at how things are structured and that they're structured and, and being honest with yourself that things are structured in such a way that true, honest individuals that have real plans a real focus that truly love this country have very little chance of even getting close to these different positions in our branches of government, which is why we, we keep swapping these people out and fundamentally nothing really changes. The same people are in charge. This, the same problem still exists. And, and the problems that do exist, they tend to have puppies every couple of years. And then we have a bunch of other like new problems. We have issues that some normal person like me could look at and say, hey, wait a minute, we could fix this or we could determine what are the acceptable trade-offs since there aren't any real solutions necessarily to these, but we can find some acceptable trade-offs to get us close to some sort of resolution or at least shifting the tide a little bit so that the people, the majority, the 300 million, you know, actually have the sun shine on them every, every once in a while, you know, I, 
I, I, at this point, it, if you can't see what's what's happening and you can't see the 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 deliberate nature that that's taking place in the decision making and, and all these things, these terrible things that are happening based off the decisions of a chosen few and the decisions being made are leading us towards terrible outcome after terrible outcome after terrible outcome. And then we keep having these, the experts come forward and say, Hey, I told the president about this. I told the vice president about this. I told the secretary of defense about this. I told this person, I told this person, I told this person, you know, at, at what point do 300 million people issue an, an official declaration or an official demand that if these individuals aren't following the the guidance of all the experts and they're not following the, the needs of the people, the will of the people, then they need to go. I mean, it's really it's really that simple. And I know there are some people out there that are afraid of this type of speech, which just further cements my, my position and elevates my concern. Because we have, we have a problem. <laughs> we, we, well, we have a lot of problems, but the, the biggest problem, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you guys in on a little, little secret, a little, not a not so secret secret. The greatest problem in this country today, period, the biggest threat, the biggest issue, the thing that should be on the minds of every citizen within this country. You want to know, you know what it is? <laughs> It's the intertangling between big business and big government, period, period, full stop. That is the biggest problem in this country because so many other issues, including some some of these small social issues as well, that just kind of sprout up every election cycle, all stems back to that core problem, separating big business from big government. Because where we are now, anyone that's just paying attention to, to what's happening, you know, it's getting harder and harder to tell where one ends and another begins. We've reached a point. We've reached a place in our history where the government is limiting the movement of its citizens, limiting the freedoms of its citizens, limiting limiting the liberties of its citizens. And I know there are quite a few people out there that think that that's perfectly normal. And there's been a pretty strong uh, propaganda campaign that has been pushed for several years to condition us to reach that point, to push us towards a form of regression, to take grown men and women and turn them pretty much into toddlers where we won't do anything without mommy and daddy's permission. You know, we, we wait for our hand to be held before we cross the street. We need other people, others that, you know, I have a feeling that feel that they're above us, you know, dictate to us how to live our lives, where to go, what to buy, what to love, what to hate, who to vote for, you know, uh, what chemicals to put in our bodies, all that stuff. We've become accustomed to it. So it feels natural to a lot of us. Now, there's also quite a few of us that can see 
through the smoke and see through through the haze and see where we are now for what it is. And my observation is that it is a true totalitarian transformation. And we've been on this path for some years with just subtle little events. And each time we just kind of kick back and we just accept it. And we just assume that, you know, well, one day we'll get back to normal. One day when the crisis passes, you know, that the, the political officials that are just, you know, uh, power hungry, bloodthirsty, <laughs> crazy folks for the most part, that these individuals that are in those positions because they're so hungry for power are going to just step back and just relinquish that power. Because, yeah, that that's how it always works. <laughs> I mean, anyone who just would just touch a history book or just just look a few pages in at any point in history, in any country, any government, any society. And I, I swear, and uh, it's it, it makes me think of the uh, Frederick Douglass quote. Um, uh, what is it? Power seldomly concedes without the demand. So if people don't demand, hey, we want our rights and freedoms back, you need to shrink and you need to go back to being run by us, the ones who create you, created you and fund you then that power will stay and will grow. And we've been on this path uh, for, for several decades, but the big leap I would say is after 2000 forward, where it's just one crisis after the next crisis, after the next crisis, after the next crisis. And immediately after each crisis, there's legislation that just comes out of nowhere that grants special powers and authority to uh, different federal agencies or our branches of government. Never a reduction in power, never a reduction in spending, just more, more, more. Which leads me to another great quote. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. And that is just, that is just common sense. And, you know, I've had people whenever, like even this, this, this quote unquote crisis in Afghanistan, you know, what should we do? What should we do? So many of the answers or so many of these questions can be answered with a simple statement, smaller government. Period. So many of these things that are happening right now wouldn't be possible if the government wasn't so bloated oversized and overreaching. You can keep switching these people out, but it just, it does not matter because of the size and that inner tangled little uh, setup we have with big business and big government, which is why we have this wonderful revolving door between corporate and government. And we've seen it multiple times. I mean, just even looking at the FDA, you know, people, some people were so excited about the uh, Pfizer, Pfizer shot, C-19 shot being approved, FDA approved. 
because they're the gold standard. Yeah, everyone's so excited, you know, woohoo. Well, some people are. Um, but but then you step back and it's like, oh, wait, the their last commissioner is now on the board of Pfizer. You mean to tell me that that doesn't impact anything? Nothing, nothing whatsoever. You know, I, I mean, we really we really have been conditioned to be something, something extraordinary. I mean, extraordinarily awful. I mean, you can lay all the information right down in front of the average American today, proving certain things and they will still just, just turn it, turn their head and just fly right by it. Which is why so many people have become so inflamed and so frustrated that they go back to, you know, we we need to do what happened in, you know, 17th century. Yeah, you know, and and, the Boston Tea Party and this and that. And, you know, it's, you know, Viva la Revolution, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Yeah. okay Yeah. it, It feels good to talk about such things, but. You know, can having that type of mindset, can that be productive or counterproductive? Can that lead towards a, a, a real resolution or just more chaos and giving more power to, to those that are already in power? And you, you don't have to look far for examples, because if you go back to January the 6th, you know, the. Well, of course, now the FBI is saying, oh, well, it wasn't a coordinated insurrection or a coordinated attack on the Capitol. It was just a whole bunch of frustrated and and, and angry people and then then some delusional people and then just people that were just there because they were curious. They got swept up in everything. But look what happened. I mean, it was Congress ran with that. I mean, they were they were salivating. And for the people that, you know, at the time, like a week before that, hey, are you going to go? Or are you going to go? No, I'm not going to go to that thing. Are you crazy? It's it's a golden opportunity right here. This is this is one of the excuses. That our legislative branch just has just been itching to make happen and just couldn't wait for it to, to happen. And then I and I just I told everyone, I'm telling you, like someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get killed. And Congress is you're going to see a whole bunch of legislation come down out of nowhere as if they've just been sitting on it. And all of it is going to be about expanding powers and growing these different federal agencies. And what happened? Well, that's exactly what happened. Budgets grew and more legislation hit the floor or were introduced. And every single bit of legislation has something in there involving an expansion of government powers. Every single one. So approaching what's happening now, approaching a 21st century problem with 19th century institutions and a 17th century mindset. I just don't think that's the best way to approach this. Now, some may may hear this and think, well, well, what else can we do? You know, I have to take it to a uh, a quote that I, I like to go back to when it it, it deals with uh, 
how to deal with tyrants and tyranny. And it goes a little something like this. Resolve to serve no more and you are at once freed. I do not ask that you place hands upon the tyrant to topple him over, but simply that you support him no longer then you will behold him like a great Colossus whose pedestals has been pulled away, fall of his own weight and break into pieces. So some might, some might see a withdrawing participation in a lie or withdrawing participation in a fallacy or in tyranny as being passive. But I, I'm here to tell you that, that, that that's not the case. So many terrible things have happened in the past because of participation. That is typically the problem. You know, so if you're tired of tyranny, stop participating in tyranny. If you're tired of lies, stop participating in lies. And looking at the masses collectively, if you feel that wearing masks and mask mandates are unconstitutional, then don't wear them. If you feel that vaccine mandates go against your your religious beliefs, philosophical beliefs, your, your convictions, you know, all those things, or just goes against your common sense and you want to rely on your immune system, a thing that's served mankind quite well for thousands of years, rather than leaning on experimental devices and substances that are only a few decades old, if that, well then exercise that right. But what, what we get is this, these far extremes, you get those that are just obedient and compliant when it comes to everything and they don't research anything. They just, well, they'll say that they're following the research and the science, but they're not, they're just accepting what's being dropped in their lap. So you'll have that. And then you have people on the other end where they just want to, or at least they speak or insinuate as if what they want to do is just destroy everything and start from scratch, you know, and, or create something completely new, which that was another, um, there was an article with a a recommendation to, uh, our former president, president Trump, that a shadow government needs to be created. And I saw a lot of people spreading that around on, uh, on social media. And I had to ask the question, why, what for, what, what good is that? It's just like, um, Last year, when people were talking about starting a new political party, um, I believe it was called the the Lion Party, and I just laughed. I mean, it was great symbolism and everything. Someone really uh, put in the time and effort with the artwork and all that. It looked it was it looked fine, but you're still not dealing with the core problem. What is the core problem? What is the greatest issue? The greatest threat to this once constitutional republic? It's Big government, big business combined into one. <laughs> and if that if you're not focused on that or looking for resu- like uh, resolutions, ways to work around that, ways to deal with that, ways to manage that, you know, if you're not the same thing with uh, any aspiring uh, political candidates that pop up, if they're not talking about 
um, term limits for Congress, uh, abolishing lobbying in D.C., uh, campaign finance reform and transparency, you know, the shrinking of government, um, decreasing federal budgets across um, many of the federal agencies. You know, if they're not talking about these things, audit, auditing the Federal Reserve, looking into possibly taking back that uh, the job of creating the currency for this country. You know, if they're not talking about those things, then they're completely wasting your time. And and anyone, if, if they're going on and on about how great it would be, you know, if we just get someone else in and, and then Biden is no longer in, then their 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 focus is just in the wrong place, because I, I can promise you fundamentally nothing will change. Until until the masters are dealt with. You know, the switching out the puppets, that's just great. I mean the puppet will look different. I mean, heck we got, we got one. We had one that looked black for two terms. We had people crying to tears when he, when he got in, people were going gaga for Obama. He was the Messiah, the chosen one. You know, I, I had so many family members that voted for that guy just because he looked like them. And I sat there in awe and there were so many people. I, it's like, the guy has like almost nothing on his resume. He has no experience and he has so much to gain from this position and he's going to make millions and then he's going to leave and nothing is going to actually change, you know, and, and things actually well got worse. <laughs> so I just, it's just, uh, it's just interesting. This is an interesting time that we, that we live in. And of course, if you look to the past, you'll find plenty of situations that were, you know, other countries and other societies that were in similar circumstances. And uh, quite a few of them uh, collapsed in situations like this. Um, I don't believe that'll necessarily happen here, at least not for maybe eight to 10 years. If we continue on this path, it's possible, um, but it would take time. I mean, fortunately, our, our economy is very diverse. Um, uh, we, there, there are a lot of uh, different avenues and, and different. There's a lot to it. We're a very complicated uh, experiment, I guess you could say. So a complete collapse would take time. But I, I got to say, if if the people continue to just blindly follow uh, a lot of these so-called experts, you know, right off a cliff, then then yeah, things are only going to get worse. And if we don't start asking relevant questions, well, in this case, asking any questions about any of this stuff, you know, demanding answers, answers that were owed as the people who fund all this, that fund this grand experiment, then yeah, this this society and, and Western civilization is just not long for this world because it's not just us that are on this path. You know, Canada is on this path. Australia is on this path. You know, Germany is on this path. So many, so many countries that are following this same template that are leading us down this path to totalitarianism. 
and it, that's not hyperbole. I mean, it, if you look at past situations, it, it's not it's not hard to see the parallels. You know, if you're willing to pull your head out of the sand and maybe bury it in a couple of history books and then just look at current events. It, it's not that complicated. Now, I know all the wonderful distractions. You know, we had the Olympics not too long ago. We have all our sports and our entertainment and movie theaters or most of them are starting to open back up and all the the blockbuster movies and things have been coming out and all that to try and get us back into um, this lull of uh, of false security. And then politics is politics. We get our political theater, we get our safety theater and all that stuff. So everything feels normal. But deep down inside, most of us know that that that's not the case. This is a very, uh, very unique uh, moment in our in our nation's history for a lot of reasons. And we already kicked off the 2020s being emotionally manipulated. I mean, hundreds of thousands of poor and working poor and middle class people were emotionally manipulated into destroying their own neighborhoods, destroying their own businesses. They were manipulated into thinking that the state is authorized to tell them when they can worship their God. We had people that were perfectly fine with just being prisoners in their own homes. Why? Well, because someone in a suit um, that has a fancy title and a college degree told them to, and they just did it. Now, for me, with all this stuff, and last year, I have to admit, I did enjoy the um, next to no traffic, and I was able to do a lot of different activities with my daughter and go to different places where there were no lines and experience things uh, where it was just us <laughs> going and do stuff. I will say that that was somewhat enjoyable, but still, it it still it, it, it concerns me when the level of mass psychosis goes beyond half the country, and I believe that's where we are. So when I, when I see the the few times I peek at CNN and they have that little number of amount of people that are vaccinated, and I see that number going up and up and up. You know, 300 million, you know, people are you know vaccinated or or 300 million shots have been administered. I'm sorry, you know, and all that stuff. And I just keep and I'm pretty much just just waiting, because once you cross a certain threshold, when we're talking about mass psychosis and it it gets really ugly. Because then you have even more division, more divisiveness more hatred and anger and frustration. And that's when you get things like um, like the Salem witch trials, you know, and you get things like that that come up, you know, where if, if three quarters of a group have completely disconnected from reality and they're following a, a fallacy and, and absolute just madness, then that quarter of sane people might be in danger. <laughs> They might find themselves in a tight spot where they have, well, they feel like they have no choice but to assimilate or flee. <laughs> and 
that that will be a scary time for this country. And we've already we've seen we've had a, a, a taste of that in, in small, small bites. I mean, we've seen plenty of clips of uh, people yelling at others uh, last year if they, they weren't wearing a mask and screaming and throwing things at them. There were people that got into fights because people weren't wearing a mask. And then you go to the, the vaccines, the, the shots. You know, now we have political officials yelling and screaming at just the people they're supposed to serve because they're not vaccinated. I mean, I've had conversations with people where they 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 poke and they prod and I don't mind and talking about this kind of stuff. And I I don't get excited about it. I mean, I, I feel pretty indifferent because I'm I'm all about freedom of choice. And regardless of what level of coercion is used, my answer isn't going to change. So I don't have to get all excited and start yelling and cursing and all that kind of stuff. I'll just say, hey, I just I, if this is a free nation or I should say, well, I, I believe at the time it's kind of just a little free, not completely free, just a pinch of free, um, a splash of free. <laughs> I, I'm going to exercise that, that freedom of choice or try to. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want it. Why don't you want it? Um, you know, I just don't feel like it's for me. Well, don't you trust the science? What about your family? What about your, your child? You know, the, think of the children. <laughs> and to that I say, well, you know, I if I was a gambling man and the immune system has a a steady track record going back thousands of years. And then you have these uh, man-made intervention devices that go back so many decades. And, and we're talking about in this case, something that's fairly new um, with only what less than two years of uh, verified research under its belt. Yeah. I'm going to go with the immune system. So that's my choice. And I'm perfectly fine with you doing whatever you want with your body I'm, I'm cool with that. It's none of my business, actually. So you don't have to tell me if you're vaccinated or, or whatever. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> but just leave me alone. <laughs> just like anything else, you know, this I live my life. I do my thing and you you do your thing and, and whatever happens, happens. Well, what if you die? Well, I'm a human being. That's that's a part of the that's a part of the journey. None of us is going to escape that. You can inject yourself with everything you want. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You could fight to prolong your time or whatever. Hey, that that's your business. Me, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm going to continue to do my thing and I will accept whatever happens because that is my choice. So just, just watching the complete breakdown I mean, just of uh, social discourse and, you know, the fact that we have thousands, I'm serious, thousands of medical professionals, doctors, nurses, pediatricians, psychiatrists, even even the, the, all, all these people that are being censored, pretty much anyone who has anything to say about anything connected to this COVID era that could be seen as possibly negative. Censor, 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 censor. I mean, psychiatrists that want to talk about um, how lockdowns impact depression and suicide, you know, and 
last year there was a lot of that where many of them were, were censored. There are microbiologists, there are lab techs, there are virologists, you know, all these people that have something that's counter-narrative, counter-approved narrative that they want to share and they're trying to and they're being censored left and right. To the point where there's a huge portion of this country that believe that just all the doctors are on board and any of them that disagree aren't really doctors. You know, it's just... I mean, I've had people look at me as if that's what was running through their head. Well, why don't you trust the science? Well, hey, you you do know like they're they're these these doctors here, they they disagree on this, this and this. You know, they have their own research and stuff. They have their own team, their support staff. And this is what they came up with that somewhat conflicts with what what you're following. Hey, shouldn't we have a town hall meeting to discuss this? Maybe take a look. No, no. We trust the science. (laughs) That's how powerful the propaganda is. That's how powerful um, the programming. I mean, it's it's really strong stuff, (laughs) apparently. You know, but hey, you know, I'm sure if if Vice President Kamala Harris is put into the the highest office in the land. Eh, I think Jeff Bezos has more power than the president. But anyway, the the uh, highest office in the land, you know, she'll she'll do the right thing. She'll look out for the American people. I mean, she she didn't do it in her state. She didn't really put really anyone first throughout her whole career other than herself. Um you could say the same thing about the current president. <laughs> I mean, look at his track record. He's got a long one. 50, half a century, half a century in politics and not one positive thing that anyone can point to. And by the way, I'm still looking for a Biden supporter that's interested in coming on the podcast and just to, and they can tell me all about Biden. They can list anything, any of his achievements. I'm happy to discuss or what they believe his achievements are. I'm happy to discuss that. Um, But the only condition I have is that Trump's name can't be mentioned a single time. And he's got 50 years under his belt. You know, you should be able to run through all kinds of great things that he's done without going back to Trump, 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 Trump. He's not Trump. Um, But I have yet to find that. And I've been trying for the past almost what? 10 months when I was doing videos, I was trying to get people to come on. Nope. (laughs) Now the podcast, I still can't get, I get plenty. It seems like Trump is the center of the conversation. If I get someone who voted for Biden, they only talk about Trump. If I get someone that voted for Trump, they only talk about Trump. Well, mostly. And it's just something I, I just, it's something I always just found funny about all this, but Anyway, let me let me let me shift back over a little bit. You know, so I know that um, people like to have, you know, hope and and they, they want to uh, feel as though there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there's something great on the horizon. You know, if, if they just hang on a little bit longer, you know, someone's going to swoop in and save them. You know, I believe it's. Um, what Deus Ex Machina, the ghost in the machine, you know, where at the last minute in the movie, the he, the hero swoops in and saves the 
the individual in distress, you know, and stops the bad guy at the last moment before he pulls the trigger. And of course, with our with our culture and, and, and our media, I mean, that's that's what we what we've been conditioned to do. Just wait, wait, wait. When we can be our own hero. It's really not that hard. Especially in this digital age where we have all this information at our fingertips on our phones. You know, everything is just right there. We we only need to have the desire and then take action. And that action can be in the form of all kinds of different things. I mean, the big one being just becoming more informed with exactly how you're governed and what's happening around you. And if you just devote a few hours a week, you know, step away from the sports and and all the distractions and, and everything just for a minute and take a good look at your country and what's happening in it. And then once you're set and you have a firm understanding, then you can determine exactly how it is you're going to approach all the different things that are going on right now. The things that actually matter. Not any award shows, not any Olympics uh, controversies or um, celebrity just nonsense, you know, and just all the garbage that that we're being just fed every day. I mean, just just nothing but stacks of nothing burgers, just <laughs> a mile long and just every day that's that's all the media feeds us because well they that's what they have to that's the only way to keep the illusion going to keep people thinking that you know a system that hasn't served them in forever will one day serve them one day the sun will shine on them you know just keep selling it and keep selling it and keep selling it we keep buying it and buying it and buying it you know and and all people have to do is just say no no more Become more informed, understand what's happening, that's one, and then take action. And like I said before, removing, removing that which lends something its legitimacy is a very powerful move. I know it's not as spectacular and explosive and energetic as um, what you see in Hollywood movies, when the uh, the protagonist takes out the antagonist and all that, you know, but removing one's participation because that's what gives everything power, really. You staying involved in it, just like tyranny. Tyranny requires continuous participation from the citizens. If the citizens aren't playing the game, then the game ceases to exist. I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't I just don't understand why it's, it's such a hard concept for uh, so many people to, to grasp. It's just like when people talk about, you know, the uh, the president, we got to get him out of here. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, if we just vote and vote, 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 vote. And well, you're participating in a incredibly flawed, corrupt and broken system, a system that's been broken for a long time where the corruption runs deep, where we've got literally thousands of lobbyists in DC that are funneling billions of dollars in, in, uh, 
donations and campaign contributions funneled to all of our political leaders. <laughs> our legislative branch is just just toast, absolute toast. And you think voting someone else to, t- to occupy a seat being vacated by one criminal, you think that person who's stepping in isn't going to be tempted, isn't, you know, didn't get there by receiving donations and everything from the same corporations that funded the last corrupt person. I mean, really just, just think it through. So uh, all this, these, these talks about shuffling people around, it's just nonsense. All these talks about, you know, oh, well, if, if the vice president could just utilize the, uh, the 25th amendment, yada, 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 that's just that's just a knee jerk reaction and a lot of hot emotion. That that's all it is, because the media is making sure that we are just so angry over what's happening in Afghanistan. To the point where I've listened to people talk about CNN and how they're coming around or, wow, look at that. They said something negative about Biden. What's happening in Afghanistan? You know, oh, our, our media is really doing the right. Oh, c- give me a break. It's, it's just your typical wrestling match. You always have a hero and you always have a heel. And, and just like in wrestling, those positions switch from time to time um, just to keep the crowd guessing and keep them watching and keep them participating. And the same thing is happening here, period. And I like to add whenever I can, you know, whenever they talk about what's happening in Afghanistan, they seem to skip over different points in history. They seem to skip over Operation Cyclone from 1979 to 1989, where $2 billion was spent with the taxpayers, essentially, funded insurgency groups, funded terrorist groups, funneled through our CIA. Like, that's, that's not, this is another thing, another terrible thing, an action committed by a federal agency that we fund where they took money from us, from the taxpayers, and essentially gave it to a terrorist organization in another country. Oh, but they were fighting the Soviets. I, that doesn't matter. <laughs> the taxpayers weren't consultant, consulted about this. A decision was made, money was allocated, and equipment, and people, and a ton of training, and all that stuff, and look what happened. Now we have the Taliban. For the Taliban, it was the focus on uh, Al Qaeda, and Al Qaeda was the uh, Mujahideen. You know, it, and no politician was held accountable. No director of the CIA or deputy director or any anyone like that. You know that that seems to be the trend here, where terrible things just seem to keep happening in certain parts of the world and in this country, and no one is held accountable. It's kind of like the pharmaceutical industry, where they can just push something through, the FDA can approve it, people die. And then 10 to 15 years later, they pull it off the market after about 10, 15, 20, 100,000 people have died. No one, no one goes to jail. No one's held accountable. And the media just sort of stops talking about it. And then everyone moves on until the next uh, predictable catastrophe happens. And you have the same circles of people maintaining their power and getting rich and moving on. And then you have the same pool of uh, poor and middle class that are taking the heat, paying for everything and dying. <laughs> and it's wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And they can all stop 
the second enough people stand up and look around and say, wait a minute, this is not a free nation. This is this is not this is not the country I was told it was. Some things need to change. And that change starts with each of us, each individual taking the time to dig into the issues, become interested in the things that matter. Take the time to, to step away from the nonsense and the things that are just completely meaningless. And look at the things that will affect the lives of your great, great, great grandchildren. Because this this is a complete mess. I mean, it, it's it's a sad thing, but it's it was inevitable. I mean, in my early 20s, I, I could see that we were heading in this path, in this direction. The fact that so few people cared about the Patriot Act, so few people cared about evidence showing that the NSA was spying on its own its own citizens in the U.S., you know, and. You know, American journalists that are being detained and, and, and labeled as, as terrorists or, or whatever. And, you know, just all this madness going on, you know, and you go back at any point in American history, you'll find these these periods, these moments where citizens sat back, became lazy and incurious and allowed the government to become too big. And then a bit of a collusion between big business and big government and some awful thing happens. <laughs> and in each time, in each situation, in each catastrophe, in each crisis, there's a handful of people that make a boatload of money. In every single catastrophe. But we can't talk about those things. Nope. <laughs> we just, we, we, we can't. Because if you do, then you are a uh, you're a conspiracy theory. It's, wow, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so look, it's 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 getting late for me. It's almost midnight. Plus, I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. I'm gonna jump off here. But look, I just wanted to have a conversation, like I always do, just just a chat. And you know, my my hope is that people will step back and look around and, and become more informed and ensure that the choices they're making are their choices. As simple as that. So with that, thank you for listening in. I appreciate just all your support, all your feedback. It all helps me with uh, the evolution of the podcast going forward. And I intend to bring on some more guests in the future. So, you know, all that stuff, I really appreciate it. Keep throwing it at me. And I always try to read through everything and send responses back. It gets a little difficult sometimes, but um, I think I think I catch almost everyone. So thanks a lot. Snail Nation out.